ho, ho to all you hoes out there. Welcome to an audience of none. We're so glad you joined us today for our Christmas Eve service. So why don't you pull up a seat on Santa's sleigh and join us as we talk all the ridiculous things about Christmas Eve service. Ho, ho, Joshua. How's your walk? I'm going first. I'm going first. Merry fucking Christmas, everyone. Um, You know, my walk is, uh, as always, complicated. I feel like I feel like when I get asked this question, how's your walk? It makes me reflect back and I'm like, oh, that happened. Oh, that happened. Oh, that happened. Um, It's been an odd week. We uh, Friday was in the emergency room with our youngest son. He was in a lot of pain. I've never seen that amount of pain come out of him. And uh, it was real scary. I had to rush him to the hospital and we don't know what was wrong. We, we don't know what happened. He's okay. Praise the Lord, you know. Um, and uh, so that was just, you know, that put a lot of stress on the weekend. But we had a great weekend. We did a ton of, like, Christmas stuff. Got our Christmas tree, um, put our decorations up. And I, I am just tickled pink right now because... I'm sorry. <laughs> Wow, that little burp came out of nowhere. So tickled that I'm just involuntarily burping now. <laughs> um, but the Holy so Spirit. I think I've talked about this here before, but I am low key obsessed with our local buy nothing group on Facebook. And so, do you have those? Do you I have those? love buy nothing. We've gotten so much stuff so from much there. Stuff. I've gotten a Roomba. I have like yep. a. Bro- a dope ass like kettle that we got like all these things. And so, but my Christmas decoration game this year is on fire because we got so much cool shit from the buy nothing group. We got these cute little candy cane lights now that line our pathway. We have a whole ass other Christmas tree in our house because someone was getting rid of this cool outdoor Christmas tree that we made work for us. It, I love buy nothing. It is incredible. Um, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. Get on your local buy nothing group, Joanna. It will honestly, it's, it's day. I got, I get house plants, but then it's like practical things. I got a standing desk the other day, like a really nice standing desk. Like people give away like good shit. Um, it's because people don't trust other people back in the Craigslist days. That's what you did. But it people i don't like to take i don't like to do anything that involves an exchange of a large amount of cash in yeah. person because people i you hear things um oh. and a lot of times like we'll have stuff and Sean will just say hey i'm putting this up on the buy nothing because we would rather see it go to somebody that needs it or wants it or can have use for it. It's great. We too have been on the receiving end of some pretty incredible things. Like my daughter got a Barbie dream house. Yep. Yeah, it's great. Wow. Um, Well, to wrap up my walk here, then this odd thing has been kind of transpiring over the last few weeks. So when we first started about a year ago doing our Tristan and Sage songs, like we got a lot of hate. We, we scared away most <laughs> Christians pretty quick. Like we don't get a ton of like 
Christian interaction on our, our side anymore. Um, but I had this guy who was like, he kind of, you know, he, he challenged me, but he was also kind of like a jerk. Like he wasn't like the nicest guy about it. A, a year later, he messages me and goes, Hey, I'm sorry. I want to apologize. Oh, wow. Like I have since kind of like changed my beliefs and like, I just wanted to reach out and apologize to you for the way that I came at you. And I like, I honestly didn't fully remember. I had to go back and like read the message and I was, and, but then I did, I was like, Oh, it's this guy. So it's, it's kind of been a trip. And so, but in a sense, it's put me back in the mindset that I was in because I'm watching this guy, he's fresh out of the church and he's struggling big time. He doesn't know. He's like, I miss playing music. Like this was my whole life. Like I miss running cables. I miss doing all this stuff, you know? And, and it threw me back into that, that feeling of like, oh, it was such a lonely, lonely time coming out of the church and having being ex, like, ha- like I would say I was an excellent worship leader. I was really good at my craft and then having no place for that energy to go. It's a really hard place for a person to be. And even if you're not in ministry, just deconstructing, yeah. you know, that, that feeling. So, you know, for those people who are coming out of the churches, it's their calling. It's like, it's all of these things that have been built into them and it's really devastating. So if you know someone who is, is going, is coming out of the church or, or beginning that journey, like comfort them, be there for them, because it is a really, these moments we tend to forget. I think it's almost like, it must be like, again, I'll be a man speaking to this, but um, like the idea of childbirth, right? Like it it is excruciating. And if you ask any woman after they deliver a baby, would you want to deliver another one? They'd say no, but the, the time goes by and you stop forgetting about the pain that you were in essentially and like makes you want to have another baby. When you reflect back on the shit storm that was leaving the church and the, that like separation, the, it is a tearing. It, it is a, it's a, it's a hard separation. Um, but then, you know, you take yourself out from it, you know, a few years later and, and you, you tend, you kind of have to put yourself back in that pain to, to remember how painful it was. And so, you know, having this interaction with this guy, it's kind of caused me to really reflect back on the pain that I was in, you know, cause now I'm surrounded by the freedom and the joy that comes with having following Jesus and having put the work in for the last five years, like actually thinking about it on a regular basis, exploring my beliefs, all these things, you know, I'm a very present and forward looking person. So when I look back on the past, it it like, it it brought up a lot of that pain and I felt a lot of that. And it was like, Oh my God, this poor guy, like that's a lot. Mm. You know, you know what, Um, Joanna? um, Oh, it's good. You know, my, my walk has been a little bit similar. Um, in regards to like Joshua, you were just saying, you know, my, my social channels are a slow build. Um, You know, I've never been like a viral person, but the, the quality of, of, I guess the people that have started to follow my content has been really impactful. Um, Probably, I mean, within the last couple of weeks, I've gotten private messages and emails from so many pastors 
Mm-hmm. Um, and my content is trans, con- like you can have access to faith as a trans person. And you wouldn't believe the amount of pastors that reach out to me and says, I've lived with dysphoria, gender dysphoria my whole life, and I don't know what to do. And to me, when like when I hear, like when I get those messages, I am kind of brought back, like you're saying, I'm brought back, back to those places. Yeah. But I'm also like, I'm incredibly honored that people would trust us with that, with that bit of their life. Mm-hmm. And also like thankful to be that thing that I so wish I could have found before I came out and like to be that voice for somebody who like I couldn't find voices talking about any of this stuff when I was when the algorithms were showing me that I should be a Christian so um, it it was just awesome to it's that's been going on a lot for me um, on my social media channels and it's been so fun to watch Um, and uh, the great news uh, in my walk is, if you've heard, if you've listened to me speak at all on this on this podcast, you know I've had a complicated educational journey because of my uh, old church and pastors convincing me education was the devil's playground. Um, so I dropped out of college, like you know, almost twenty years ago or eighteen years ago, and um, I just graduated uh, last week. So I just graduated, got my bachelor's. Now my master's starts Incredible. and uh, it's been a journey. So, um, so I'm gearing up for that. I'm, I'm looking towards a month of rest. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, so that's been what's going on with my walk and um, school's been chaotic, but now I get to relax and rest and just enjoy um enjoy this Christmas. So, uh, Stephanie, how's your ho, ho, ho walk? Oh, wow. I'm ho, you just ho, your ho walk. Ho? Did we just call Steph a ho? I'm, ho- you know what? I'm ho, hoing all over the place. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, you are. Look at I'm my shirt. Can we just like, childbirth. look at this. It's excellent. This is like this. It's not even ugly. It's just cute. Yeah, so. if I can describe the scene for everyone right now. Steph has her hair done all all cute and wavy. She's got a long-sleeved white it's cream top color. on. Cream-colored top with... I love harassing you. A deer. Does the deer... Can you... Yeah, does the deer have anything it's on ra- its tummy? Like if, It's a reindeer. These are... It's... The, it's um, you go up and you go on like you... you no, no, it doesn't. It's just sequins. Um, And then it has a cute little polka dotted red bow on its neck and then it has like a bead for its eyeball a black bead. i love so and what what we haven't described is the background she's chosen which is joseph and mary in this beautiful mm. activity scene there's a donkey yeah. and so Steph, i mean it's just it is lovely yeah um, it looks like stephanie is about to do announcements on the stage at a mega church mm-hmm. it's the LED screen is just Hey, right. everybody. Welcome. We're so glad you're here. Hope you had a... <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome and Merry Christmas. It is the time of year where we get to celebrate the birth oh, of our King, goodness. the Prince of Peace. <laughs> Remember, everybody, you know- the government rests on his shoulders. And by government, I mean America. 
we distract ourselves so much by presents and parties. Today, <laughs> we want to strip it down and just focus on Jesus. Mm. It yeah. is his presence. That was always my move. That was always my move. It's like, I'm going to make this. We're going to, I'm going to Jesus juke everybody. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to be like, I'm going to go this way, but then I'm going to zag and bring it back yeah. to Jesus. That was a full <laughs> zigzag. My walk has been good. Oh, Joanna's got life church behind her. Got some flying drummers, everyone. Yeah. So my walk is good. I'm writing this book and I'm having to just shift the way that I'm writing it. And it's actually so much more complicated than I anticipated that it would be. And I wasn't ready to write in this way. I was ready to tell other people's stories, but not stories about my life and my day to day. And so I'm actually feeling like I I feel like I have a lack of words when it comes to writing Mm. and just not a lot of inspiration. So I've created a playlist to help me through like writer's block and get me in the frame of mind that I was in when when I was, you know, a senior in high school and going to these camps Mm. So I created this playlist and, oh gosh, it's really hard for me to listen to. And I didn't anticipate Mm. that I would be dealing with that, but it is, it's really difficult. Um, So Mm. um, maybe I'll share the playlist on the Patreon. I'll just like list the songs that I, that I put on there, but it's just, you know, the common stuff that late nineties, early two thousands, it's just Mm. difficult to listen to because I remember hearing them and really being invested with them. So, yeah, it's funny. Like I'll, I'll go through, I'll go through even like songs that I've written and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like what the way I thought was, is so triggering to me now. Like it's so hard for me to listen to that. Yeah. I'm going to have to go through, probably pull out my journals and read journals from that time but just having that playlist has been really listening to it the other night. I was like, oh, this puts me in a really dark place. Those songs do. Mm. Yeah. But so, yeah, I'll totally share them on the Patreon. Lucky for you all. I'm doing well. It's supposed to be a little bit sunny here this week. So I'm actually really happy about that because we've been dealing with atmosphere. We had two back-to-back atmospheric rivers. Now, Joanna, you don't know what that is, but Joshua knows what nope. that is. And they are, it's just darkness. It's just like the, it it feels like it is consistently dusk all day long and it's just uh, pissing rain and it's relentless. And we had that. I don't for believe a in week. them though. I don't believe in atmospheric rivers. I think they're just big storms. I feel like I went my whole life never hearing the term atmospheric river until like recently and I'm like, what well, they're just fucking storms. Did you get hit with it too this past week? Because I know oh, we had like no, we had like twenty last year. I mean, it was insane. We I, we were we were waterlogged out here for the first yeah. time. It filled up all of like you know all the droughts and stuff that you hear about California. Like we're it solved that problem. It filled the dam. Wow. It. Wow. Yeah. It God, was. Just, God showed up. <laughs> um, prob- people probably lost their homes in the process, but like. Well, yeah, but, you know, who sinned, their mother or their father, you know? Hey, did you know that we have a Patreon and you could subscribe to that Patreon and get some bonus content? We know you got that extra 10% just kicking around now, so uh, feel free to jump on board. We'd appreciate the help. 
I have an idea. Let's hear your idea. What if we talk about the war on Christmas? And I know that's a tender subject, but what if we could only use um, <laughs> Christmas lyrics? Like all Christmas songs are open. We can mm. all. So I Even I think. Succular. Um, Succular. <laughs> I mean, I think. I don't know, because I, I might I not know. I think we should the- keep it to Jesus. Okay. Because Jesus is the reason for the season. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, do you think, like, I often wonder this war on Christmas. Hmm. Mary, did did you know? Because I, I often ask Mary, Mary, did you know? You know, he could have come <clears throat> like a roaring flood. <laughs> Oh, Rumpa no. pum pum. Your Boy, voice. that sounds like joy, unspeakable joy right there. I mean, if we're honest, his voice wasn't in a burning bush. <laughs> in a rushing wind. It was still so small. It was hidden. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know. All uh, on your knees. <laughs> I, I never knew that how innuendo-ish this song is. You came like a winter snow. Fall on your knees. <laughs> I'm done. Oh. I, I, oh, God. I can't do anything. Okay, for those of you listening, I cannot do anything without these two turning into some sort of sexual innuendo. No. It is impossible. No. I can't even do no. We can't even do a funny bit. No. No. It's over. I disagree with this. It's over. I disagree with this. We're going to WAP. Oh. I am I am a Go on. Oh come. Oh come. Mm-hmm. Oh come. Mm-hmm. Is that it? <laughs> That's it. Oh come, oh, thou Lord mm-hmm. of might. It's a lot of come. Mm-hmm. And then this is the part where over the mountain and everywhere oh, just hit a gold mine. Wait a second! Oh, come thou rod of Jesse's stem! <laughs> no wonder they left this fucking verse out. <laughs> rejoice, rejoice. Oh. Oh, come thou key of David, come. Mm. This is the most provocative Christmas song. Oh, come thou dayspring from on high. This motherfucker's getting high too. This is crazy. I don't don't think it's that way. I think you're that way. They are not. (laughs) This song is, this is like the next, like Sam Smith's (laughs) going to do this song next and turn it into a giant. Oh boy! Only it's gonna be rumpa pum pum. <laughs> I hate rumpa pum pum. What is with that. the little drummer boy? I there. Oh. Okay, I haven't I gone on this rant on this before? I feel like I've we done did. this podcast. Yeah, yeah, no, we talked about how pissed we would be if this motherfucker yeah. showed up and woke your baby up. Right. right. <laughs> Right. Shot out and Mary a is trying desperately to get over the pain of childbirth so she doesn't remember it so she can have another one. That's what she's doing. <laughs> and this dude shows up banging the drums. Oh my gosh. Um 
But I think that we should move into our WAP because I mean, at least someone was banging something because apparently Mary didn't. (laughs) She was voluntold. I'm going to stick a baby in you. So my WAP today. So Joseph's lullaby. Yeah. (laughs) It's a, it's a great one. It's a real banger. Um, well, was this after Mary's song? Probably. It's a response. <laughs> it's like the um, the Christmas version of "I can buy myself flowers." Yeah. So the man <sighs> needed to be able to speak because we were already hearing from Mary's perspective. So Joseph was like, "Oh, wait a second! I was the one that had to deal with." like being her partner after she hoed around with God. (laughs) So (laughs) he needed to talk too. And Bart Millard wrote a beautiful ballad about how Joseph felt. This is Bart Millard. Hmm. Hey, you know what you haven't talked about Joshua? Sounds like Paul Blart to me every time. (laughs) You know what you haven't talked about Joshua? What? Our, what is? What have, what have I not addressed? Of all the things, of all of your humor, you haven't discussed his that his initials are BM. I'm so shocked that we haven't gone there yet. Jesus, I never even put it together. I know. This is why we need the brilliance of your brain. Yeah. Well, I'm. Um, it's B BM. So. I've always just. I've always been so hung up on his. Just stupid fucking name, Bart mm-hmm. Millard. Like I hate no. Like no. <laughs> I know that this, you should have had a stage name, bro. Yeah. I <laughs> Do you want to know his like middle name? Water here. Oh, God. He has a is middle it name. Al, start, is it Larry? So he's BLM? <laughs> <laughs> no. It's Marshall. Oh, Bart, God. Mar- Bart Marshall. Bart Marshall Millard. What the? Stop. That's like Bob Lob. It's like Bob. It's like Bob Lob. Hold the fucking Lob. phones. I'm like mad. This is pissed. That's his fucking name. His parents had the audacity to name him Bartholomew Marshall Millard. Yes. You're presuming it's Bartholomew, but it doesn't say that. It's just because it gives him the songwriter credit. So it's Bart Marshall Millard. I am so someone send this to Bart Marshall Millard. I am. I I'm so anti Bart Millard. <laughs> Even more. I didn't think I could wake up being more hey, anti Bart Millard. He was born that way. Name. He was born that way. He can't help it. Sure can <laughs> help it. There's a whole name changing system you can get involved with. <laughs> okay, for those for those listening, um Joshua like is legit fired up right now like he's he's face and joanna can't hold her stuff together at all can Um, can i just say a disclaimer just go for it yeah Uh uh-huh okay so if your name is bart i don't have a problem with you right if your name is marshall i don't have a problem with you even (laughs) if you hold or possess the last name millard i don't have a problem with you you string those fuckers together and we have a serious problem Bart Marshall Millard. Get the fuck out. I can't I can't handle it. 
If, if we find out that he mm-hmm. chose this name too, I'm dead. I mean, if this is his stage name, if this is what he picked. The chances of him just picking it. There's no, <laughs> that's so, that's, that's really weird. That's like, uh, there's no equivalent to the, the there's no way. We're he talking about this the guy part. who wrote, I can only imagine. Oh now it he all makes to sense. Drop a verse in there. I can only imagine what my career would be like if I had a different name. Art Marshall Millard. So the lyrics, um, go to sleep, my son, this manger for your bed. You have a long road before you rest your little head. Can you feel the weight of your glory? Do you understand the price Mm. or does your father guard your heart for now? So you can sleep tonight. Go to sleep, my (laughs) son, go and chase your dreams. This world can wait for one more moment. Go and sleep in peace. Well, that's selfish. And then God knocked up my 13-year-old wife. Probably 12. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, him just saying this world can rest for, like, wait for one more. Can it, though? Because, like, can it? It's, you know. I don't know. So you you know that Jesus came to save the world and you're like, mm, but I'm just going to be selfish and go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. If we're honest, Joseph's song's probably very different than this. Like, I can't believe we gave this voice to Joseph. This is the <laughs> voice we're giving to Joseph in this situation. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think so. Joseph probably had like some very angry. Um, I don't I don't know. Um, like corn or Lincoln Park or Eminem. Yeah. Just angry. I saw this meme the other day. I, describing memes is always a risk, so we'll see how this goes. But it's a husband and wife, and the husband comes up to the wife, and he puts a pie in front of her. He goes, I made you a pie. And she goes, but we don't have an oven. And he goes, God helped me. And she goes, Joseph, that doesn't make any sense. And he goes, fucking see, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> yep. There it is. Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So that's my, that's, you know, that's my WAP song. So it's no big deal. Whatever. Um, Joanna, what's your WAP song? It's a big deal. Wow. It's Joseph's song. We could talk about it, but I, we're not going to. But what's. Joanna's because I can't I can't talk about Bart Millard one more second without I I I can't I can't handle it I literally I just recovered from Bart freaking Marshall Millard, Millard. <laughs> <Don't>. <laughs> never forget his middle name hashtag never forget oh god I can't <laughs> all right <laughs> B double M. Okay. Yeah. Here it's is obvious my... you guys were worship pastors and not actors or anything like that. You got to hold it together. Oh, no. There's no way I could be an actor, an actor. Um, okay. So I went with a WAP song. It's a standard, but I went with the worst delivery of music there is <laughs> on earth and it's a song hark by the planet shakers yikes it is horrible if you 
Okay, I, I don't even I'm not even gonna talk about the lyrics because there's like nothing really crazy about the lyrics other than you know mild he lay his glory by whatever that means, but um here you know Planet Shakers has has this like wannabe like dubstep sound and it's like worship and it just sounds it sounds like a fart the whole thing. <laughs> I can't keep a straight. Oh it's my gosh, so that's what Bart Millard's name sounds like. Yeah, it's Bart Millard. <laughs> Bart, Bart Mallard. <laughs> oh my gosh. But anyways, like every Planet Shaker song has these weird like dubstep vibe breakdowns, like weird trap type of like sequences going on and like but then their music videos is like blonde minivan moms jumping in slow motion so it's like (laughs) that's that's like planet shakers to a t and they're in they're they're in sydney so they're like want they wanted to be hillsong but they had to be different so like they just have the weirdest music and they like did this you know they did this. They thought it was like cool, I guess, but all their music sounds like this, and it's just so weird. And, um, yeah, they they ruin every song I ever hear from them. So, do you remember the? This is all I think about when I think of Planet Shakers, is Mike Gugliamachi. Yeah, which is the the guy who faked cancer. Yep, so and he, he made gets, it on that Hillsong record. <laughs> yeah, he yep. made it. On, like he made a like a huge song called Healer, and yep. he like yep. there's a video of him on stage with like the oxygen tube. <laughs> like, it's so bad. I think about this a lot. I think this is a thought that I actually have maybe once a week. Is I think of Mike Gugliamucci going yep. to the store, the thrift store, to buy a like his like fake cancer rig. <laughs> I mean, thinking about this, like, yeah, that's the church he came from. He was the worship director there. And he like, I, I it just blows my mind that he's on, it was the, this is our God album by Hillsong, which is one of their biggest albums ever. And here he is. I mean, can you imagine I'm in a lie and now I'm marching onto Hillsong stage with an oxygen tube in my nose and I'm going to pretend that I have cancer, but he's, he's committed to the bit. And then he blamed it on porn. Yeah, exactly. I was, so, you know, I've, I've, I faked cancer cause I like porn. What? So, so that's planet shakers. That's planet shakers. Um, you know, that, that's what trap dubstep worship will do to it. <laughs> It'll make you lust. He'll make you fake cancer. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So Planet Shakers is my WAP today. Just yeah. them in general. Love it. Um, you know, my WAP, we're going with Amy Lee Grant here. I looked up her middle name, so fucking Bart Marshall Millard wouldn't feel left out. But Amy anyway. Amy Grant is an is is a C CMM, CCMM, whatever, angel. Like, yeah, Amy Grant uh-huh. is mom. Like, we love. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, 
Yeah. And Amy Grant went through the fire before didn't it was she cool just, like, to go through the fire. Didn't she just have a kid that was gay and went to the gay wedding? Was that her? I think Amy Grant did that. I think so. Yeah. She, also got she doesn't have a kid who's gay. She just went to a um, something like that. But yes, she's like pro. Yeah. Um, that sounds really shitty to say somebody like I'm pro LGBT. No, she's an she she claims to be an ally. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I went with what I would suggest is the evangelical Christian national anthem from the 90s. Let's hear it. Breath of Heaven. Yes, it is. Mary's song. song. Mm. I mean, that song, it paints such a picture. It is. I'm just going to let that hang there. That's that's all I need to say. That's my WAP, Breath of Heaven. And I just, I think Amy is lovely. Like, I just, nothing bad to say about Amy Lee Grant. Yeah, she's Hmm. a delight. I bet she's nice. I often view her as like my sister, like my sister yes. in Christ. I still view her as my sister in Christ. I, 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 I bet I, I bet she's genuinely delightful. Kind of like what I think is like Dolly Parton or Reba McIntyre. Like I bet those women are delightful. Yeah. So. Oh my God. But you you just nailed it right there. Amy Grant is like the Dolly Parton of Christian music. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. God bless you. Amy Grant, if if this these this sound ever graces your ears, God bless you. You are just yeah. you are you are a peach. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. She's been Thank through you, a Dolly. lot and she's delightful. And Dolly, oh well, my gosh. And Dolly. Hey Nunners, it's Joanna. I'm not gonna be like my co-host and say that the asking for money part of the show is awkward because I don't feel awkward about it. I want all your money. I want you to open the entire contents of your wallet and empty it into the offering bucket today. I'm tired of eating Top Ramen. So thanks. Go to our Patreon and give. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, speaking of a lot, Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve services are... A lot. Am I? Am I? Am I alone here? Um, you know, we we've talked about how the whole series is like, you know, it's it's invasive. But Christmas Eve services are the absolute most insane thing in megachurch because in some churches they go weeks doing the same service. Some do, you know to one really big one, but there's a huge range. But what you see, people come in and out for a 45 minute to an hour service. But what went beyond that, you, what you don't see is the pastors sacrificing every family event for the entire month to put on that church service for you to come and leave and nothing change in the world. Yep. So I wanted, I thought it was, I thought it'd be great for us to talk today about Christmas Eve services because we've all done them and they are, they are a lot. And um, I know I have some stories uh, and just some crazy crap that happened on Christmas Eve. Um, But I would love to hear what you guys have experienced with this. And I'm sure those listening, you know, if they're ex-pastors or ex-megachurch people, they're just nodding their head right now. Like, oh my gosh, Christmas. Um, 
I'm enjoying not having a million events this year. This yeah. is my first year not having a thousand church events to do. And honestly, when I left mega church and got into like mainline denominations, it was even busier mm. and th- it was crazy. So I, I think this spans all of church in general because church or Christ, uh, Christmas and Easter are the Super Bowl for yep. church. So, yeah. um, so let's talk Christian Super Bowl Christmas Eve service. Yeah. For me, it was the biggest event of the year. I mean, even more so than Easter. Now we would never say that, but it was a bigger deal than Easter. Um, <clears throat> and it was all bets were off on top yeah. of that. The church culture on staff would completely shift during mm-hmm. Christmas time. And, um, yeah. and then on top of that, the senior pastor would always become a tyrant because mm. he knew that the whole budget hinged upon this Christmas service, truly, because our budget was based off of the giving from the previous Christmas service. So that giving had to match or be more than, that's what they were hoping for, be more than what it was the previous year. And and so it was just always a real stressful time at the church. Um, <clears throat> and I remember, especially being young in ministry, you you. For me, I was questioning it all. I'm like, this isn't the reason that, you know, for Jesus. And, and it was always met with like, you'll understand when you are older, or, you know, things like that, like that kind of sentiment. Mm. And, um, <clears throat> but like our church would just, they would get super cheap towards the staff around Christmas, but mm. expect a lot, like one year for our Christmas bonus. And it was always different. Every year there was no system rhyme or reason to Christmas bonuses. So some, like one year would be like, we got like a $500 Christmas bonus, which was like fucking wild. That was incredible. Um, but then one, the next year we got a literally a gift card for a burrito and a cookie. Like that was the, <laughs> that was the consistency of, right. you know, the, the, the church staff culture. We would get gas cards at one of my churches. that's not telling i don't know what is like we're giving our staff gas cards for christmas that's fucking bonkers (laughs) it's crazy (laughs) but yeah it was all all stops i mean we had we would go live animals right like and the pastor would Mm. always come up with these crazy ideas somewhere on some tropical vacation (laughs) he was on he'd come back and be like I, you know, God put on my heart that we need to have a, a live nativity scene on a rotating stage this year. And, and this like, actually happened at your church. This actually, this is, yeah, I told this story on TikTok, but uh, uh, we essentially. Tell us, tell well, us we, all. I'll, I'll give the quick version here and I'll put in a couple details that I left out. But, you know, we, we had hired this animal, these animals to come in and be a part of our services um, and the animals on the way on opening day of our services, and we're talking like thousands of people come to these services, <laughs> the animals get in a car wreck and um, the animals get in a car wreck. They get T-boned on the way to the church and the handlers show up and they're like, hey, we realize that we're like hurt and we need to go to the ER, but we're going to give the animals sedatives. Oh my God. Like, they st- we we ordered a couple of donkeys, a cow, like a mini cow, which was not mini at all. The mini cow, in my mind, was going to be the size of a Labrador. This mini cow was just like a foot smaller than a normal cow. It was fucking <laughs> scary. And it had horns, like the big horns. Oh, no. <laughs> 
So ultimately we didn't know. And they, they gave us all these instructions like, Hey, so make sure like Judith doesn't get near Tommy, you know, because then they'll, they'll, they'll fight, you know, right? Like all these instructions, <laughs> we didn't fucking know what n- name the animal had. Like the cow wasn't named milky, you know, <laughs> they, and they gave them all like human names. It's like, yeah, Carl, Carl here can't be by Josephine. Because they've, but there was a sheep that was best friends with a donkey and the sheep started getting fussy right before we were about to rotate this 30 foot set on stage with animals on it. Crazy. And the sheep gets fussy. So I'm like, pull the sheep off. Like we have enough, get the sheep off. Well, that, that didn't sound good. Um, That sheep was best friends with the donkey and the donkey gets a lot of anxiety when that sheep's not around. And so the donkey, we turn around, the donkey realizes its best friend is not there and just starts kicking the shit out of everything. <laughs> kicks a hole in the set, kicks the church secretary in the fucking chest because she was playing an actor during this. And it, I mean, oh it was the, the craziest part. And I, I've had the hardest time like conveying this, how funny this was, is that we had this, the, the not so mini cow was tied up to a lead line in the back. And the pastor makes this joke, be careful, the last service, the cow jumped off the stage and like gored someone. Just a joke. Well, when this all happened, the donkey scared the shit out of the cow and the cow started making a beeline towards the congregation who had just heard this joke about the cow gore. So now everyone's screaming. Like it was fucking bonkers. I, it, 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 I'll never forget that. Wow. That uh, is yeah. so elaborate. Like, <clears throat> and that couldn't have been cheap, right? Like, no, no, it was not cheap. And it, it, so the, I'm sure the pastor's like, do we get a discount for you all going to the ER and not? Being here? <laughs> I'm sure that's what the pastor right. was. When asking. I had to design the stage and it wasn't like we mm-hmm. had electronics, I had to figure out how to rotate a whole set on stage in the middle of service. It was crazy. Wow. And, but the, this represents though, the kind of thought and the kind of energy. So, and as a one person team, pretty much, I had to figure out how to turn a set with live animals on it in the middle of service without a huge budget, you know, but, but you know how much stress that puts on someone (laughs) during the holidays of like, Hey, figure this out. Right. I remember, I mean, my, the first mega church I worked at, um, it was really low budget. Um, but so they just copied everything Willow Creek did every year. So because the pastor was like, I'm out of ideas. I don't have any new ideas for Christmas, you know? And so we would like have to build these elaborate, like, like dramas on the stage. And at one point we were mobile church. So like we had to figure out how to move this massive, like 40 foot long cloud that we had built. And it was going to be suspended in the air with people on it. And here I am the age of like 18. They're like, good luck, figure out how to do that. And so, okay. Wow. Um, But yeah, that was, it was so elaborate, but like, it's funny. It's so different in different places. Like life church was a totally different experience because they basically just did the same service with just like an extra opening element. And, but you just did it like 10 to 15 times in three days. Yeah. So like, it was crazy. Like that was actually the easiest Easter service I ever did. 
even though I did the most Christmas, I'm sorry, Christmas services I'd ever done. Mm. Um, I think I did 12 in three days, um, which is just chaos, you know? And like, you, you can't, you can't make like family plans. Like, Oh, we're going to do this thing. It's like, sorry. You know, I got church service tonight. See you next year or never, (laughs) you know? Um, That was the, that was the craziness that we dealt with. Um, on top of the outrage of Christ being taken out of Christmas, you know? Yep. Um, so like my first mega church I worked at one Christmas, the, the pastor got up in front of 2000 people and said, um, I'm not kidding. He's like, Mary are happy, gender neutral, uh, like, you know, politically correct, um, all-inclusive holiday to you. And everyone in the crowd goes, boo. He goes, no, Merry Christmas. You know, he's like, it's about Christ. And the whole crowd starts standing and cheering. And like, it was the most wildly offensive, like beginning. And this is the beginning of Christmas service. He wow. just got up there and st- there was no music. He just said that. And so that was a backdrop of our Christmas services which were elaborate and extremely politically charged. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. Steph, did you, did you ever serve on a Christmas? Because I, I, but I, I have a feeling you have a perspective that is unique. Because for me, my perspective on Christmas was always from the stage. But like, as a like as someone who was plugged in right like you were fully plugged in like you were an active member of the church there's like a certain expectation that's placed on you to be at these services and to engage in these services did you experience that yeah absolutely so our church wanted to be one of those churches that um they didn't condemn the you know like people incorporating santa so yeah. they would have Santa in the front part of the church that you could go and get pictures with and tell Santa what you want for Christmas. The mega church that I was at, it would at the end of the service when the pastor's family would be brought up and they would always be wearing these like these outfits that were so revealing, right? Like th- they looked like they were all going to go clubbing. Um, was it real club or like Christian scandalous? No, like scandalous, wow. like the Jennifer Lopez mm. green dress type. Oh my! Yeah, that's what the pa- one of the pastor's daughters would wear, and then it would have they'd have fake snow, and mm. that was always a big deal. There were so many services. The pastor would just bounce from campus to campus, and they would start really early so that he could have enough drive time to go to each wow. service, and that's all they would do. I think the thing that people don't really talk about is how problematic it is because kids are always in these services. Unlike Easter, Easter, the kids are in their own classrooms, but Christmas Eve is usually like they try to keep it to 45 minutes. Um, So these kids, they're like three years old and they want to hold a candle fire like just play with this fire. And if you don't give it to your three-year-old, then your three-year-old is throwing a huge tantrum right. and you're trying to hold them mm-hmm. while they're holding a candle next to your hair 
And I, it's just a disaster. I have heard stories of people lighting, uh, of kids lighting their parents' hair on fire, their parents' clothes on fire. Like these, this is a problem. And all for yeah. the sake of the aesthetics. Um, so we had that, the kids with the fire. Um, our pastor, though, really like to serenade the audience and i'm thinking of putting a compilation together and actually putting it online because it's like really really funny um he would serenade the just like during the christmas season he would just come up on stage and instead of saying like hey everybody how's it going he would just start singing and he'll just continue doing that throughout the sermon just sing christmas songs one year he scrapped the entire christmas program and that's a really big deal considering the amount of work, the months and months of work that it goes. No, he, he just before he walked on stage, he goes, um, we're not doing any of this. I'm I'm doing this instead. And um, he decided to oh my rap Kanye. That's such a senior. Oh, God, that's such a senior pastor move right there. Yeah, he I just, mean, just, I can I can feel the whole worship and production team's anger in this moment but they're yeah. smiling saying you know we have to we follow our leader yep. but like yeah i oh remember gosh, one so year close. so i wasn't there for that one i heard about mm-hmm. it because um this was christmas 2019 um and we were hosting christmas the next day and there's just a lot going on so i didn't go to that one but i certainly heard about it the one that i did go to was 2018 and 2017 and those were interesting because 2018 you could tell that there was some friction because he came out on stage and somebody there was a woman that came out on stage too one of the worship leaders and then that woman turned around and walked the other way he decided so she was supposed to do a solo of something And he decided at the last minute that he wanted to do a solo of a different thing. She was probably coming out to do like one of the traditional Christmas songs, right? But no, no, no. He wanted to do the Christian version of Hallelujah. (laughs) And you could just tell, like if you wouldn't be, like if you were just somebody that was going to church or even somebody that was quote plugged in, you wouldn't be able to tell all of this. But when you're on Mm -hmm. worship team, and even if you don't know the programming, you know something just occurred. There was an exchange that just happened. Yeah. Well, but on top of that, like no one talks about, and because you can't talk about it, the singer, like, so that whoever is program or scheduled to do that special song, they have picked out their outfit, right? They have thought about what they were going to wear. They have learned this song. Like they have gone through all of these things to say, like to prepare for this moment because it really is a big moment. And then God supersedes that, right? Or just the, the, the throwing around, God has put this on my heart to fucking do a Kanye rap, which is no, 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 he didn't. That's no. Like, hmm. and, and so, but no one, it's, and it's com- a complete disregard of what the pastor original or of, of the person in their hard work. I often had to be the buffer between my team and the senior pastor. If the senior pastor, we like, we had a rule where the senior pastor wasn't allowed to talk to the team because they were such a fucking tyrant because they would like, essentially we could lose 
most of our team on Christmas if our senior pastor was allowed to interact with our, our musicians and our actors. Wow. They, they were that bad. <clears throat> and so I, I was the punching bag. I was the one in between saying like, hey, I know God has put this on your heart, but like God also put on your heart months ago that you wanted fucking oh holy night done, you know? So w- which God are we talking to here? Right. Can I read you all five things? Please. And you tell me if this sounds familiar to pastors that we've interacted with. Exaggerated self, exaggerated sense of self-importance. Mm. Ding. Patterns of grandiosity. Oh, Ding. somebody's reading overt narcissism. Lack of empathy and awareness for mm-hmm. others. Mm-hmm. Overestimating talents and importance. And considered difficult to get through about the problem. It's overt narcissism. These are five. These are the five patterns of narcissistic personality disorder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is this is legitimately what we've experienced. And, and being a lead pastor, I, I mean, and I'm telling you, I was one for a little bit. There is a level of I don't give a crap what anybody thinks my way or the highway. And there are certain people like, especially like to get to certain levels, like you have to run people over to get your way. And, and we have churches filled with narcissists who are running these places and they're bulldozing, especially on big days like this that are supposed to be joyous and like, they're supposed to be exciting. People walk out of there just beat up. Mm-hmm. And I've walked out of so many Christmas Eve services and I was just like, where's the red wine? I want to drink. Like, that's how I would feel sometimes. It just was so exhausting and mentally um, disorienting, especially when you're working with a pastor, which it sounds like every pastor we work with in these large churches, like ticks all these boxes, Yeah, you know, and it's scary to think like we, we have people with narcissistic personality disorder teaching people to follow a humble and loving God that that doesn't track with me. It's It's really hard. Yeah. It's it's I heard, I remember one of those Christmases, a senior pastor got up on stage and we were doing this testimony bit where people were like sharing a bit of their story and showing and they're holding up a sign of like the redemption that God's given them. It was like a beautiful moment, right? And this one kid was up there talking about this abuse that he endured. And every time he would cry, it was an emotional story. Wow. And I remember the senior pastor, I'm not going to say the word because I have a problem with the word as I think most people should, but the pastor used the R word um, and said, get that R word off of the stage. He's bumming everybody out. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, we had to sit there and f- we had to fight for this kid. Already we are exhausted. We're Christmas, you know, we're at rehearsal the night before Christmas Eve. And we have a senior pastor who is just being a tyrant. And ultimately, it's, they're probably feeling anxious because of reasons we've talked about, you know, the budget, all that stuff. Like, And they're taking it out on the people around them. Like they are just taking it out on them because so much hinges on this service. It's disgusting. And the sacrifices it, that people make for it right. are often just run over. And, 
And you said something in the beginning, Joshua, like this pastor came up with this idea on a tropical island, you know? Yep. And the reality is, is a lot of lead pastors, a lot of senior pastors are, they're, they're working their, you know, their four hour work day or whatever they do, you know, they're coming into the office at 10 and they're leaving at two or three to go home. And, you know, cause they, they, they made a commitment to be home with their families every, every night for dinner. And they're, they're not committing. They're not putting in the time. They're the highest paid person on the staff and their whole family's on payroll, but they are putting in the least amount of work and then swooping in and telling people who invested 80 hours a week what's wrong with what they've done. And this is, there's nothing more frustrating. The amount of times I've had a pastor tell me, hey, you should do this differently. Right. Like, well, I've been working on this for months, you know? And so you, you've, been, you've been home. You haven't been here. Yep. You know, so I couldn't consult you. Um, and that, that is, it's just, it, it is, it, it, it's, it's hard to watch that, you know, the whole CEO. And that's where I, I take beef with like the whole, you know, Willow Creek association with Bill Hybels. Bill Hybels taught all these pastors to act like CEOs yep. and, um, and then that was a good thing. And so now we see it happen on these big moments where the pastors feel they have to have control and, but they're not putting in the hours and to to build this with their teams yeah we had a running joke about our pastor like amongst the production team and stuff where where he would come in and be like hey can we make blah 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 and then as soon as we leave yeah we'd 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 be like it's like the enhance joke enhance enhance we'd go yeah let's just splice that together you know because it would be like ridiculous (laughs) requests like you know, I'm not hearing a male lead on this song anymore. After we had, you know, we had created all the tracks, all the things, you know, it's like, it's not that easy to just change the key of this song. We have 30 musicians we need to communicate with. We have a string right. section now we need to mm-hmm. like, it's not like everyone can just splice it together <laughs> because. Right. Right. Not yeah. a lot of people know how to transpose different keys. Yeah, like totally. Not- <laughs> Especially worship pastors. Come on, you can't just put you can't you just put a, a capo. To do that. Yeah, you can't just put a capo on a cello, bro. Like <laughs> you know, <laughs> capo the whole band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't know how many times you all heard this, but this was a saying that we would hear all the time. Look, they're really stressed out. They're going to be much better once Christmas Eve service is over. Just everybody's stressed out, and I remember thinking as we as. I was at church. That's ridiculous. Like if you're so stressed right. out, just give it to God. Mm-hmm. That's what you're telling all of us to do, all your volunteers. Right. But like you're the one mm-hmm. that's allowed just to be a terrible human. Oh, cool. Yeah. And speaking okay. of which, what they would do, so mm-hmm. they would go to the different Christmas Eve services. They would exchange their gifts and the next day, they would all get on a plane to go suffer for Jesus in Hawaii for 2 weeks. Right. Because it was so difficult to put this thing together. Meanwhile, right. all their volunteers, the ones that but actually staff did had the to work, be there to clean the church. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So got to run that next. Sur- that there's a there's always another Sunday around the corner. So you got to you know someone's got to stay. The, the the people who work their asses off stay and keep right. working, while the people who don't get to go celebrate the victory of the work they didn't right. and mm-hmm. and get paid literally a f- like one hundredth of their salary. Yep. You yeah. know, yep. it's a really fucked up system. 
It is a real, it's why we speak so boldly against the mega church because it is abusive. It runs people over. You feel a sense of importance being a part of this. And then you are reminded that you are expendable. And it's really mm-hmm. sad, really yeah. sad. I mean, well, Steph, I mean, you've shared your stories. I've, I've heard that so much from from how you feel and your experience on the team of, you know, just being looked over and, and, and passed over multiple times because you didn't, you don't meet a certain criteria that is also a moving target. It always changes, mm-hmm. right? Like it, if it's not about how you're dressed one week, it's how you sounded the week before, or it's how you, you're, or it's the prayer request you gave in small group has disqualified you for this week. Like there's all, yep. it's crazy. The mental gymnastics of serving on these fucking teams is just, it's so draining for people. It's so harmful. I will never stop speaking mm-hmm. out about the damages that people in ministry suffer during Christmases and Easter's and things like that. Yeah. 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 It's wild. Well, I mean, on that note, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Let me just say one more thing to that. I just want to remind everyone, and this is really important. These services are designed for no other reason than to bring money in. Mm -hmm. Yep. to the church. Yep. That's it. Yeah. It is and not you don't about Jesus have to do it. Yeah. You don't have to take part in it. You do not have to take part in the, con- like I get there is an element of need and consumerism for like things like black Friday. Like I'm not going to judge anybody for spending on black Friday because for some people that's all they can do to put it together and make things work for their family. But I will say this, if you are attending a mega church during the Christmas service or the Christmas season, like you are feeding the machine that is harming and bringing so much damage to people, whether mm-hmm. it's personally, whether it's community, like a like gl- big community, the LGBTQIA community, the BIPOC community, like these are organizations that take that money and then give to other organizations that are bringing harm to people groups. Like, just be very careful where you find yourself this Christmas because it could be bad for you and it could be bad for others. If you're finding yourself in a mega church, most likely it's going to be both. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Like I said, on that note, um, thank you all so much for joining us. And I hope that you are having a wonderful holiday season and um, we are so grateful that you are including us. So Again, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and for those that are Patreon subscribers, your episode does not end here. So if you are not a Patreon subscriber, I suggest that you hop on over and you subscribe because not only does it support us, um, but you get a little extra laughs and some bonus content. So Anyway, thanks so much, nuns. We appreciate you. Patreons, we are so thankful that you are here. We have a special holiday WAP for you. We are going to go Mm. through, Mm. um, we each have a Christmas album, a CCM, CCM? Yeah, Contemporary Christian Music. Mm -hmm. Christian album, Christmas album that we have to talk about. 
And um, I'm so excited. I know you are. I know. Like, I bet I bet y'all can't guess who Joshua chose because I, at this he, point, I'm very predictable. My yeah. hatred is predictable. <laughs> it's not Bart Marshall Millard, though. You know, now that we're safe here with our little Patreon family. Yeah. If I didn't say it earlier, fuck that guy and fuck his name. <laughs> we are so much safer on Patreon than we are like anywhere else. I know. I feel like we're kind of in a small group right now. It's like, uh, <laughs> let's go right. around. We'll do some highs and lows. Yeah, totally. You know, I can almost yeah. talk about my sexual sin here. Almost. My, my, our peaks <laughs> in our valleys. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Good grief. Okay, Joanna. What album yes. did you choose? Oh my gosh. Wop. Friends, I went back. I went back in the day to Mr. Christian Scott Stapp himself. Oh shit. Third day. To third day. I picked the third day. <laughs> Third day Christmas offerings. There was third day offerings, which was third day's worship album. And then they thought we made so much freaking money off that album. We might as well just make a Christmas album and call it Christmas offerings with the same artwork, just blue. (laughs) That's what I did. Okay. Um, Here's the thing. You have said yourself that Mac Powell is like a legit, wonderful human being. I love Mac Powell. We have to love. He's great. He's like, like, you've met him and you've said he's legit. Yes. Oh my God. Match literally heaven. Amy Grant and Mac Powell would create the most beautiful little CCM baby you've ever seen. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Marshall. Marshall Bart Millard is what its name would be. Junior. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I, so I should preface, I love Mac Powell. He's wonderful, but I cannot stand this band because one of my former pastors was so obsessed with them and literally we would have great songs like we would have really good like you know we we were in the hill song that was like the hill song time when hill song was like on top of the world and he was like no don't play that stuff play third day because third day <laughs> Your this is what he say Lord. yeah he would say third day has sold millions of records so it is tried and true. I want you to play their songs. So <laughs> here I am with my like girly high voice singing. Yeah. Your love, oh Lord. You know, like just horrible. <laughs> I mean, this stuff is just, oh, it's so bad. You know, he does. Do it, you hear just, what I hear on this album? So I get compared, like people all that's my album especially in the church will say like oh you sound just like mac powell and i, I want to oh. punch him in the fucking face because i'm don't like, sound no, I like don't. Him. you don't, I don't sound, sound like, him, like mac powell. no like don't you love when people come up to you after church be like you've got to play this song yeah and it's always <laughs> casting crowns it's <laughs> always i can only imagine it's always some hymn word of god speak i'm like Oh my gosh, you got to play this Sidewalk Prophet song at church. I'm like, I'm not playing that song, but thank you for your input. So I that's a, my WAP. That's my Christmas WAP with a bow. I got a weird thing with Mac Powell because one of my best friends is obsessed with Mac Powell. Like, she loves Mac Powell, mm. has a child named Mac. I don't have a really? child named Mac. I'm always 
I'm always a little cautious <laughs> about how much shit I talk about Mac Powell because I don't want to offend her. <laughs> so, but I, I had a running joke that no one got. No, and still people don't get it. I don't know why, but it just seemed like something Mac Powell would say. But every time we would like pray before worship, I'd be like, I'm Mac Powell, take a knee. I don't know why. It just, it's what I would say. It's kind of my thing. Um, I, I'm going to match your, your vibe here. And if you can't guess the name that's going to come out of my mouth right now, you probably haven't been listening to the podcast that much. Yeah. So. Are you even a Christian? Are you, were even, you ever? Were you ever, <laughs> even a, were you ever even a nun? Like really, truly. Um, so I went with uh, old Mayo himself, Chris. Mm -hmm. And this guy, he's, Please, someone connect me with Chris Tomlin. I would love to directly talk shit to him. Um, <laughs> but this album, what's it fucking called? I, he, I think it? he oh. has a few, Joshua. Well, I, there's the one. Mm. The one that I hate. Chris Tomlin. The one you hate the mostest? Hey, Siri, which one is the one I hate the most? Oh, <laughs> It's glory in the highest. And really, oh. they just took like worship songs and then like added little Chris Tomlin fucking jingle bells, hook choruses and some sleigh bells. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This song had a version of, uh, of joy to the world called unspeakable joy. Um, and then, then it had the, this, it came in like a winter snow. Like you didn't come like a tidal wave. You came in like this falling snowflake. Mm -hmm. So anyways, that's my pick. I think that album is absolute trash. And anything wow. Chris Tomlin does is, like, there hasn't been a thing he's done where I'm like, I resonate with that. It really is all just, I mean, it's, it's the Walmart of Christian music. It's mayo. It is mayo. It's Miracle Whip. Sands the miracle. It's not even the real whip. thing. It's just whip. <laughs> Extra light whip. My God. Yeah. Well, I mean... I am going to, I see your Chris Tomlin. I see your Mayo and I raise Are you. Are going to raise us? <laughs> goats. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's Crowder. Crowder, oh. my friends, oh. my delightful, lovely. No, you did not. <laughs> friends. He, he did an album. Crowder, Milk and Cookies. That's I yes, thank you. Um it's bad. Really? Milk and Cookies is his Christmas album. Um here's the thing. <laughs> let's let's just chat about this. I don't know what I listened to. And I he hmm. has interludes where he talks sort of hmm. about the birth of Jesus and also about um Mrs. Claus missing hmm. santa something about a beard i don't i don't know he's talking if if people that are listening like the song fancy like you know fancy like applebees that one you will love this christmas album because it sounds exactly <laughs> like that guy i don't you know, i don't know what is crowder what is he is he country what is he? That, I, I, I witnessed the evolution of this motherfucker. Like I 
I remember going to this Christian conference when I was like real, like a youth worship conference. And this was before he was like really known. And he had the tight choker. He was doing rave worship. Like that was his thing. He played a fucking yeah. guitar and he had a poofy like fro and that was his thing. And everyone thought he was so cool and artistic. And I was always like, this guy's a nerd. Like, what are we doing here? And everyone was like, he's so creative. But then he like evolved. And then Mumford and Sons happened. And that just kind of ruined Christian music for, for yeah. a while there. Um, well, Christians ruined Christian music. Christian yeah. music ruined Christian music. But um, and And now he's country. Now he's bluegrass because... Right. That's what Mumford and Sons made cool. Well, you know, Crowder just every time I hear Crowder or or like think of him, all I can think of is youth pastors with their t-shirts with a graphic just on one side <laughs> and right. and they're and they're just graduating from their Christian college. That's all I think about is like the the two cool youth pastors like I know how to get kids to come. We'll just put a ping pong table in our church and that'll get them all here. That's like what Xbox. I think. Yeah, that's what I think of when it comes to Crowder. I just think youth pastors in the in like the 90s and the early 2000s. Yeah. It's, Funny story about Crowder, my old youth pastor and him were buddies and every tour stop, my youth pastor would go to the tour and bring a foosball table in his car and they would go backstage and play foosball. That's the most nerdy Christian thing I've ever heard. I know. <laughs> well, yeah, when I was in my youth, I would, tra I would, I traveled with Crowder and I, I played foosball. Played him in ping foosball. It's a really weird flex, for sure. <laughs> right, I know. Um, it's just this whole thing is just so weird. I, I mean, it's like I said, it starts out. There's like a prelude where it's it came upon a midnight clear, but it's not really that. And he's just talking, and then he talks some more halfway through, and then another interlude, and then it it's so weird. Mm -hmm. The only redeeming factor of this CD. I'm saying CD album. Um, I don't totally mind his version of Deck the Halls because I, I don't totally mind. Now, I'm not saying that it's a staple. I'm not saying that it's being played all the time. I'm just saying that that was the only thing that I, I don't I don't know. I, it just it was. Yeah, that's it. That's Remember it. his song? Everybody wants to go to heaven. Yep. Nobody wants to die. Yep. <laughs> Clearly, those people hadn't heard his albums. Everybody wants to go to heaven. Nobody wants to die. He did have, he had Ricky Skaggs on there too, which was strange. And revolted against him and started their own band called The Digital Age. Fast I remember fact. that. <clears throat> because probably, you know, he ditched his guitar for a banjo. <laughs> yep, exactly. And the digital age is like very like old Crowder sound. Uh huh. Fast facts. Old Crowder sound. Old Crowder sound sounded more farty than new Crowder sound. It sounds God. like toe jam. <laughs> We love you, Lord. We love you. We love you. Oh, that's right. Oh that's God. what he does. Wow. Memory How unlocked. he loves oh, us. 
Oh, how oh, he no. loves us. Giant Ew. shit beard getting wrapped in his guitar strings. Yeah. I really, oh really, really don't like Crowder. You remember oh, when that, there was the rumor that piano going around? Oh, yeah. You remember the rumor that was going around? Like him and his wife were getting a divorce and he like got canceled for a little bit. And then there was like, no, they're back. They're not. There's just a rumor. I always wonder what goes on mm. in the circles. Well, wow. you? That had to have been something. I want to know. I need the story. If the people from All Sons and Daughters are listening, why the hell did you break up? Anybody remember that band? Oh, yeah. I loved All Sons and Daughters. They were like the Christian Mumford and Sons. Your in our lungs. Yeah. We pour out our praise. Why'd you break up? I hate that Maybe song. Maybe there was some... Was it a love? I want to know triangle? why the Civil Wars broke up. I want Joy Williams to spill the deets on, hmm. on the Civil Wars and what happened there. That Yes, so good. You know. She she wrote a song, I don't know if you heard it, after this, they broke up called That's Not What a Good Woman Does. And and she says she basically says, like, I could tell the truth about you leaving, but that's not what a good woman does. And it made even more speculation. It was like what the church did to me. Pray for Joshua. He's having a dark night of the soul. Wow. Well, well, thanks for this extra large WAP. Yeah. You got to see how deep our WAP gets. Yep. Reaches to the heavens. I've got the kind of WAP that I was talking about in our little meeting oh, yesterday. That's what I thought about. Giant WAP. We're not gonna say we're not gonna say her name. I can't do this again. We should yeah. definitely even You're in done. pre-production calls, I lose yeah. it. I can't handle yeah. you. He's Eat swallow. Oh, stop it. You're okay. done. Okay. We Good. love you. Bye. We love you. <laughs> bye, everyone. <laughs> All right. Yep. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much. You are incredible.